So just as a heads up to all of our listeners, I feel like every time it is a break or summer, my body is like, oh, it's time to relax and let our guard down. My immune system says, yeah, for real. And then I just, without fail, like every break, I just get a little sick. Not COVID, not anything major, but I feel like it comes through in my voice right now. Mm. Where I just sound a bit rough. And so I just want to let everybody at home know that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. It actually is COVID, and he's telling me now for the first time. Mm-hmm. We're live on air. Live on air. So I am now exposed. I'm going to spit in your face. Uh, luckily, the CDC says I only have to wait five days now. Mm-hmm. See, you'll be ready to go to work. That's the worst part now. Because it's like I've managed to avoid it all this time. Uh-huh. But if I get it, I only get five days off work. Sure. Unless you get really sick. That's true. But just it's not fair, you know? It's true. Just because I waited to get it and I'm going to be punished for it. It's, I mean, it is what it is. Um, it's rude, honestly. Thanks, Fauci. Brought to you by the CW, Dare to Defy. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. And I'm your other host, Chance. I was worried. I was on the edge of my seat. Uh Uh-huh. Because you almost, well, you didn't, but I thought you almost were going to leave out the most important part. Dare to Defy? Dare to Defy. We have to dare to defy. It's true. In fact, D2D should be the CW's new, they should stop being the CW become d2d mm-hmm. like when abc family became freeform mm-hmm. yep cw and then i stopped watching like broadcast tv so i don't know what it's like anymore it's true could be anything it, you know uh, maybe a closer reference it would be like when the wb became the cw <laughs> eh, that seems a bit iffy <laughs> that seems like a stretch to me when they merged with c what did they merge with i have no idea it was the sh- it was the network that had Angel. Ion? No, that's television. For that's women. still. I think that still exists. Who did the C WB merge with to become the CW? They had Veronica Mars. I don't know. They had Angel. <laughs> UPN. UPN. I was gonna say that, but I was like, surely not. Yes, they merged with UPN. All I remember is Veronica Mars and Angel. They may have had Everwood as well. I don't know. I remember you watching UPN 43. It was on Channel 43, where I lived at the time. I'm Ooh. sure to most people it wasn't. I, I don't remember what channels were anything. I do, because it was ABC 4, ABC 5, CBS 9, PBS 13, Fox 25, WB 34, UPN 43, and then like something was 52. This is but it was like old, old, old TV, but not like TV land. This is very inform- interesting information you've committed to memory. I know. Um, but when those are the only TV channels you have, you remember what they are. I guess so. And they're seared into my brain, apparently. I guess so. I, I moved too much to have one specific. Mm-hmm. This was just for a three-year window of my life. Oh, interesting. But they were like prime, you know, very formative years. We had something at the time that I don't think is a thing anymore called digital cable. We had lots of channels. Ooh. Yeah, this is just where we lived. We didn't have cable. We just had, like, antenna. Mm. Um, eventually, when we moved to another place, they had more channels, but then we also ended up getting a satellite. And we had a lot of channels at that point. Probably too many. Yeah. We had a lot on our digital cable package. Um, the original, not the one that everyone thinks of when it got picked up for cable, but the original G4. Oh. Such a cool show. Uh, there was... Cheat, a game show that was all about hints and cheats hmm. for video games. There was uh, Portal, my favorite show in the whole thing, which was a drama that played out in the multiverse of MMORPGs. Well, that's fun. The multi and just different ones. Yeah, it was a drama that played across different different ones. Huh. Like, there was the Drifter, and he was the only one who could really go between them. Interesting. It's and not like a dot hack sign kind of thing. No, they were real. Like it real was, ones. It was Dark Age of Camelot, Anarchy Online, EverQuest. Wow. Um, 
I, they they did a big episode about WoW coming. Mm-hmm. I don't remember WoW being much of a part of it. I think it may have stopped being a show by the time WoW actually got there. Hmm. Isn't it so interesting that in our lifetimes we've witnessed the rise and fall uh, of WoW? Sure. Like it seemed like it would never really go away. And now it is basically I mean, gone. By their own hand. Yeah. More or less. Activision and the hand sucks. of Final Fantasy XIV. Well... I don't know that it's so much Final Fantasy XIV that did it as much as people were looking to get away. Uh-huh. And it was there. It's like, come here. Snuggle up to me and my bunny women. Which, Square Enix is a better company, but not like Not like, that you know, much it's better. not like... I couldn't think of a good comparison. No. Not a lot of good people in the world that I'm thinking of. Nintendo is a good company to its employees. And often to its player base. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. <clears throat> The, the way they treat their player base is odd. I will give Nintendo infinite credit, because when you buy a video game from Nintendo, you get a whole video game. Mm-hmm. And like... These, th- this day and age? That's, that's, that's what I want. I want to buy a video game and get a video game. Mm-hmm. Not like an EA. No, not like an EA. Not like a Square Enix or Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Like or, or Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Ubisoft is a little better. Sometimes. Yeah, I just feel like they're just all the same. Yeah, the the problem with Ubisoft is all of their games are very boring. Very samey. Mm-hmm. This has been our video game cast. Mm-hmm. Um, vidcasting. Sure. Instead of vid gaming. Mm-hmm. Vidcasting. Vidcasting. That's what I'm going with because I'm good with names. I'm not. It's untrue. If I gave it maybe two seconds of thought, I might be. He probably but... would do okay, but he didn't. Nope. Um, so, morality in video games. Um... Next up, comic books. What's going on with comic books? I have no idea. I'm very out of that yeah, world right now. I'm reading a few. Are we really doing this right now? <laughs> it was mostly a joke, but you actually answered. Well, I, you know. I was getting stuff pulled up. Um, yeah, I actually haven't. I want to read... Um, oh, wow. Okay, here we go. Strange Adventures, because <laughs> oh, it yeah. all wrapped up, and so I can just go buy the trade. Yeah, Strange Adventures, Tom King. I want to read that as well. Adam Strange is one of my favorites. Um, I've been hearing a lot of good buzz ever since No Way Home came out about um, a little bit of an older series, Strange Academy, hmm. where Doctor Strange gets like the children of all of the like, magical people, well, like in magical entities. I think Dormammu's son. Hmm. I think his name is Dory. Like no joke, Dormammu Junior. Um, like. They all go to this, like, magic school. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like delightful That does fun. sound like fun. There's also a good, really good Spider-Man book that I read a few years ago called Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. It was, like, a limited, like, 12 issues. I don't think that was intended, but it was really good. Yeah. It's kind of focused on the more, you know, street-level Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. I always love that. Always love it. And the Spider-Verse comic, I hear, is very delightful. Like the big Spider-Verse event mm-hmm. that happened not too long ago. It's delightful. Um, Nightwing, I am reading six months behind where it is, but still reading it. Uh, and it's fantastic. Uh, I've been waiting a long time for Nightwing to be good again. I'm glad for you. Nightwing is probably my favorite <clears throat> superhero. So I've always been a fan of Spider-Man. You have. You have. Though The Flash has always been your favorite. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Of, of DC. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man on the Marvel side. Sure. Um, I feel like it's easier to be a Spider-Man fan. Or like more rewarding right now. Just because he's a hot property. Hmm. I suppose so. I mean, comics, I think it's very easy to be a Flash well, fan. Well, yeah. I mean, he's got he's got the books. Anyway, what are we going to talk about now? Um, Cooking. Cooking tips. Mm. I've been adding pasta water to my sauce. Uh-huh. That really does make a difference. It really does. It makes it so much just consistent. Mm-hmm. So much more consistent. Very good. I, it's not something I've done in my life. So, um, uh, my girlfriend and I got a hand mixer. A hand mixer? Mm-hmm. How exciting. So, uh, this weekend, we are going to make uh, two-ingredient soufflés, Nutella soufflés. Is Nutella one of the ingredients? Yes, Nutella and eggs. Oh, interesting. You take a little cup, you separate the eggs and egg whites, you use the hand mixer to whip up the egg whites mm-hmm. into a until they're fluffy. Right. Stiff peaks. And yeah. Whatnot. Stiff peaks. Exactly. And then you <coughs> take the hand mixer and you beat the egg yolks into the Nutella. And then you gently fold in your fold stiff peaks. And then you put it in a little thing. Bake it. And it puffs up about yay tall. 
Yay tall. He held his fingers about four to five inches apart from one another. If you're listening at home. Uh, and it's just the to only be... thing anybody's doing. Yeah, it's true. Or maybe not at home, <laughs> yes. but listening later. Uh, and it's supposed to be delightful, so we're going to try it this weekend. You have to let me know. I will. We have a hand mixer, so I can uh, just whip that up if I want to. I mean, and it's Nutella. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. If it's good. Can it really be called two ingredient when Nutella Nutella has, has all those ingredients. <laughs> sure. Why not? What else can we talk about to not talk about Boy Meets World? I don't know. I don't know why we're putting it off. I don't know. Just because we have a monumental task ahead of us to kind of wrap this up. As you all know, <coughs> mm-hmm. this is a Boy Meets World podcast. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it goes without saying <laughs> yeah. at this point. I don't know why I've been trying to derail us. I've just been having fun. Yeah, we never even got on the rails. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because we destroyed them last time. We destroyed the rails. We went off of them. Um, <laughs> I was, no, no, it's fine. Hi, how yeah. are you? <laughs> I'm good. As we said before, but I might have cut it out. We've, we've had two weeks in between our last time we recorded. So we're just, you know, oiling up the hinges a little bit. Mm-hmm. Shaking off the dust. We haven't spoken because it hasn't been recorded in over two weeks. Mm-hmm. Also, we just haven't been in the same room. Yeah, and we don't speak unless it's being recorded, so mm-hmm. we've just been... I'm, we're silent, like, like monks. Mm-hmm. We've been chanting a lot. Mm-hmm. Hitting ourselves in the head with boards. My kids are asleep. Kindly refrain. That was not loud enough to make up your kids. I, you don't know that. <laughs> Maybe they just respond to... <laughs> They're like... Yes, it is time. It's a siren song to mm-hmm. them, monk chanting. Yeah, I mean, the Pied Piper, he probably didn't know he had that ability until he just one day did it, and maybe that's it. This has been our podcast about why we're not talking about the topic of the podcast. Anyway, last time we were here, eons ago at this point, um, we... Started rebooting season four of Boy Meets World. Okay. And boy, howdy, did we ever. In um, a very fantastic way, I if I do say so myself. really enjoyed it. I'm really not sure how we're going to wrap it up. Like the writers of many, many excellent TV shows, we oh. don't know how we're going to bring it home. Oh, I've got ideas. I guess not excellent. Many mediocre to okay TV shows. Mm-hmm. We have no idea where we're going from here. We're building the plane as we fly it. There's a movie... It was that where they like crash a plane in the desert and rebuild it. Snakes on a plane. No, that, I don't think that's it. <laughs> Apparently, I'm in a weird mood. A- apparently, but I like it. Let's just lean into it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we were here and we were rebooting season four, and we decided to add a sort of sci-fi element of time anomalies, mm-hmm. which is something that is near and dear to our hearts. And part of the, the mythos of our show. Um, and even touched a little bit on in our explanations of the timeline of Boy Meets World in the first place. Mm-hmm. But we're just really taking that subtext and cranking it up to 11. It's true. And just like letting it letting it ride. So yeah, we have all some new cast members. We're going to make a correction, I think, to one of our choices. Sure. After having been informed of some better options. But we are... Um, yeah, we're just doing this. This is some of our new cast. We have Verna Hunter, played by Winona Ryder, obviously. Um, Corinna, the shallow boy girl, um, is played by Taylor Swift. Um, Aunt Prudence, played by Claire Danes. And Mr. Mac, played by Paul Rudd. Which is the best casting mm-hmm. of Because it's like, I, I really like him. I want to like him. But can I really trust him? Mm-hmm. What's really going on? How is he so young? How does he always look the same? Did you want to... Add Brom Strowman. Brom Strowman as Vader. As Vader? Is that the correction we're making? I looked him mm-hmm. up once. Is it just B R O M? A U M. Oh, like N- in a. Braun. Oh, Braun. Like in a League of Legends almost. Oh, yeah. It's a good name for a strong man. It is. Brom. Oh, yeah, I like him. Sure, he looks the part. Mm-hmm. That's all we know. That literally the end of our knowledge. The end of our knowledge. There, um, <coughs> he looks good to me. Um, I get some bone saw vibes. Always here for some mm. bone saw. Bone vibes. saw is ready. Bone saw is ready. Um, everyone out there who uh, hasn't seen it yet, 
Bonesaw is not in Spider-Man No Way Home. No. Spoilers. <laughs> so. How I, could you? I was really looking forward to seeing Bonesaw. Mm-hmm. He's a central part of the story of Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, according to Sam Raimi. A foundational part, you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently Macho Man Randy Savage is still past. Mm, that's true. So, um, they couldn't bring him back. Even Disney could not bring him back. <laughs> There's a limit to what they're able to do. Yeah. They could CGI Carrie Fisher in as much as they want. How are you avoiding Spider-Man? I don't know. I have no idea, but I've just done it. That's fascinating. I feel like I did the same thing with Infinity War. I did the same thing with Endgame. I went to see Endgame with you like months later. I had no idea what was going to happen. Fascinating. Huh. And I'm online a lot. You are. I'm on Twitter. You do the tweets. Scrolling through. I don't know. Well, we'll have to do a Chance and Cameron trip to No Way Home because it's better than Endgame. And maybe more epic. Cool. I really liked Endgame. Yeah. I mean, Time Heist. I love Endgame. What's not to love? I am not an Endgame hater, as some ought to be. Um, I am an Endgame lover, but No Way Home is fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. I still need to watch Far From Home. Really? Yeah. No, so I don't even know what happens in that one. Well, it, it's a smaller, smaller fare. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not like multiverse spanning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home takes its place next to, maybe a little below, I'll have to spend more time to know, but at least next to Into the Spider-Verse is maybe my favorite mm-hmm. superhero movie. Wow. Into the Spider-Verse is definitely it's fantastic. top tier. But this is also fantastic. Um, yeah. And you know, I love lots of superhero movies, but No Way Home. Anyway. Yes, rebooting the show. <coughs> mm-hmm. So that's our new cast that we've added into the season. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've even technically got to figure out how they're going to meet Aunt Prudence. Yep, we haven't gotten there yet. Because I think that's the only one. And Paul Rudd. We've, I think we've seen him over the shoulder. Oh, yeah, we've seen He's Paul like Rudd. picked up. What's her name? Picked her up. Talked to Sean maybe once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the first five episodes okay. that we have. So episode one, I just okay. wrote down, time loop in Pottstown. Mm-hmm. Which we talked about, where it's just Corey and Sean are stuck in Pottstown trying to Corey escape. And Corey and Eric. Sean's not there. Just looping mm-hmm. through. Um, lots of fun. Um, get saved by Tom Welling in the end. Yeah, Their by, dad. By Alan. Episode two. I had labeled it Topanga's Magical Day, which is where it's kind of more Topanga-focused. It's a little bit of here today, goon tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also some dangerous secrets. Mm-hmm. in there as well and a little bit of long walk to pittsburgh because we get to the end of the episode and we realize the time anomaly has somehow altered the flow of events and topanga never even lived in philadelphia right had always lived in pittsburgh but she remembers Corey, and Corey remembers her yeah but no one else seems to remember them together exactly um, sean maybe a little bit no just no, very we, we said no because sean we needed sean to feel alienated from oh Corey. yes from Corey, which is why he Mm-hmm. moves the way that he does um, episode three was sort of a verna episode where sean he's also talking with mr turner um, because his mom's back and he's kind of realizing this thing that i wanted isn't actually good yeah like well yeah it, the time anomaly makes it so his mom came back the same time as his dad mm-hmm. and he thought that'd be great he thought it'd be great turns out not so much mm-hmm. and at the same time we have shallow boy corinna because we have to we, well we want to <laughs> so it's a fine moment um but that's in there as well mm-hmm. providing some levity to sean's crisis episode four we kind of have a mixture of easy street and a little bit of turkey day mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then that's where we meet mr mac a little bit in this episode mm-hmm. but like sean's gotten mixed up like a mob type something. And then Corey and what's her name from the cult mm-hmm. work together to get him out and then have Christmas at the trailer park. Yeah. They have Christmas at the trailer park. Um, and it's awkward, but not as awkward. Mm-hmm. And episode five, the the uh, center point of the season mm-hmm. um, is the 16 Candles, 400 Pound Men, but where there's the time split where Corey is kind of existing in multiple timelines at the same time mm-hmm. and is trying to reconcile these different things so there's one where he helps frankie and there's one where he helps goes to topanga mm-hmm. and she's in a quiz show um but he's trying to yep. figure out what's going on Corey meets himself at the end of that one mm-hmm. 
talks about how Frankie would have understood that you need to be there for Topanga and Topanga would have understood that you would be there for you needed to be there for Frankie and then like the realization kind of collapses them into one Mm -hmm. Um, one Corey that did both things amazing amazing so in that episode we also said quiz show takes place during yes get it out of here yeah (laughs) yeah Corey also does quiz show with Topanga just to make it a kind of an all day thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the episodes that we still need to incorporate, um, we've already done. Can't I need to or I won't ain't gonna spare. Let us know more because mm-hmm, we kind of incorporated that at the end of the time loop. Mm-hmm. Where he said, "I'm starting my own business, so I don't know exactly why yet." Mm-hmm. But your mom and I have been talking about it, and it's been happening like off screen mm-hmm. uh, mostly. Um, so we still need janitor dad. Do we? Yeah. What else happens in that episode that we can pull that instead? <laughs> I don't remember. What is the B-plot of janitor dad? Is there even one? I don't know. I'm going to have to Google this. The one episode I do say we just drop it like it's hot. Because there is nothing that we can take from it that will add to this season is singled out. <laughs> What's Corey doing in that episode? I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> The season's over. I don't remember what happens in any of these episodes. Yeah, I have no idea either. Is that... Mm-hmm. Alan and Eric hire someone so they don't lose the business. It's, it's when Ezekiel comes and Janet are dead. We can do Ezekiel. We need to. Okay. Okay, so we'll do we'll do Ezekiel. Um, the beginning of this episode, they will be establishing their store. Um, and Ezekiel comes. Ezekiel played by... I already know. No, oh, I, I just typed in... Rugged mountain man actor. No, no, no. See, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta add some diversity to this cast. Just g- give me one second. Okay. What could he mean? What's his name? This guy. Oh, that's right. Kevin. Grav- can't say that. Let me just type it in. Kevin Gravo. Gravo. As Ezekiel. Oh my. He's big. He's black. He's got the coolest voice in all of Hollywood. Rays in the underworld films. Yes, he has the coolest voice, and can you just imagine him like, oh, let me let me play a clip of his voice. Here, here's one. I don't know if this will work playing while I'm recording, so never mind. Here. Uh, creating the graphic novel was a uh, was almost a sidebar. Uh, uh, trying to find a way to expand the, the universe I created with the screenplay. So uh, it's the screenplay that I sold uh, to make sure that they really... Buy some yeah, hiking yeah. shoes. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, he's, he's the one. And then Black Panther's little sister is Lonnie. Yeah, she's great. She's fantastic. Well, we're gonna need. I'm gonna need to write these things down so that I can. Uh... But do you see where I'm going with like this, like intimidating mountain mm-hmm. giant? Yeah. You may be asking yourself at home, why did he immediately go there? Was there time in that? No, I knew exactly who I wanted to be Ezekiel for some reason. Good. <coughs> the t the t-shirt, right? The t-shirt, right? Lonnie. And Kevin Graveau, your voice really is amazing. Come on the show. Good, that'll give me something to post when we release this episode. <laughs> um, I was trying to find just a clip of him saying something intimidating. Intimidating. Something intimidating. But yeah, he. Uh, we can do that. Okay, we got that incorporated. Good. I was worried we couldn't do it. Um, um, okay, what's the B-plot of Singled Out? Is that when Corey's babysitting? That's what I was thinking, but I think we talked about the Corey babysitting thing. That's got to be Shallow Boy, I feel like. Single out Boy Meets World. Let's see here. Oh, that's when he's getting his tonsils taken out. Oh, I don't want to do that plot either. <laughs> <laughs> single out may be the single worst episode of the show of all time. I think I'd rather watch Wendy than it. <laughs> what about um, Stormy Weather? At least it's important. True. Maybe the Wendy episode? I don't know. What if... Here's how we incorporate it. Just as time is being weird, maybe even in the last episode where Corey's like fading in and out, there's just an unsolved mysteries person that's just like (laughs) kind of walking through and just like Uh, saying stuff as he's like sort of lost in time and space a little bit. The only way I'm okay with this. The only way I'm okay with this. Is if in the last episode, when time is going crazy, Corey sees a broadcast from five years in the future that is an unsolved mysteries about the time anomaly he's currently in. 
Yes. There it is. Okay. Played by, I forget who. Um, Not one guy. John O'Hurley. Okay. So with those out of the way, and I've already thought about a few of these. Good. But with those out of the way, here are the main plots we need to incorporate. An affair to forget. B&B's B&B. Mm-hmm. Wheels. Chick Like Me. A Long Walk to Pittsburgh. Part 2. Mm-hmm. Uncle Daddy. Security Guy. Cult Fiction. Learning to Fly. Oh, boy. Some of those are easy. Some of them are hard. I mm-hmm. already know how I want to incorporate Wheels. Okay. Um, okay, let's just start here. I had an idea for B&B's B&B. Fantastic. It, let's start here real quick. I think the last two episodes need to primarily be Cult Fiction and um, Long Walk to Pittsburgh. Okay. I think those need to be the last two episodes of the season. Um, I'm just taking notes here. I don't know why. I love it. So we can just put those aside, save them for later. Um, Which ones? Which ones? uh, Cold Fiction and Long Walk to Pittsburgh. For 9 and 10? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We will deal with those then. Pittsburgh Part 2. Mm-hmm. Do you remember your um, thing you remembered? You said I you do. Need, okay, good, because I remember too, but I was ready to... I don't want to say it now. It's true, because that is, that's the season finale. It's the ace up your sleeve. Yeah, that's the season finale. Um, we will get there. So, um, after our big revelation, uh, we just had a very big Korean Topanga episode. So, I think B&B's B&B would be a good place to pick up. Uncle Daddy would be a good place to pick up. Um, security guy? Mm. No, because they just opened the store. We can't do security guy. No. Um. So okay. See, I feel like one of these episodes, like maybe eight, can be like an Eric finding himself episode. Sure. Yeah. Um. Where it's kind of a few things combined, like security guy, Uncle Daddy, learning to fly, mm. kind of come together. Yeah. But let's start off episode six. B and B's B and B. Okay. And here's it. what I think is fun because we just had a pretty intense episode. Mm-hmm. And I know we already did a time loop once, but I feel like this is a episode that's ripe for a time loop. Ooh, a time where loop shenanigan. It is set up where it's the same as normal, where they're doing a and b But in the end, and it can go one of two ways, because the whole point of the episode is Corey's like, oh, I have to get caught. Of course we have to get caught. But the first time through, it just kind of goes disastrously. And then they improve the loop to make sure the guests have the best time to try to get a- away with it. Feeney doesn't find out, um, and him not finding out is what ends the loop, or vice versa. Okay, where so Corey's trying to get caught, yeah, by Feeney to end the loop. So, okay, first off, we are um, kind of doing a comedic episode instead of a dramatic episode. Mm-hmm. Love that um, because it has been a very serious season so far um, with all the stuff going on with Sean mm-hmm. and everything. Um, okay, so here's I'm gonna take what you did. I'm going to add a few details to it because I love it. I think we start out with Eric and Alan opening the new business, the Wilderness Store, Mm -hmm. hiring Ezekiel. And then the boys come in to meet the new staff to see the store. That gives Sean the idea Mm -hmm. to go through his scheme to make some money. Is there a school project too? I don't see why not. Okay. He's got a school project that he needs to do a business. And Eric says something like... Eric says something like, I'm just kind of making it up as I go. And that gives Sean the idea. Well, I've got to make this up anyway. I might as well actually do it. Mm -hmm. Feeney's going out of town. Um, Feeney's going out of town, so Sean gets his idea. Um, And then the the B&B goes terribly. The guests have a terrible time. They leave early. Feeney's Mm -hmm. house is destroyed. Um, It all goes real bad. Feeney catches them. Back to meeting Ezekiel. Uh-huh. So Sean back. is the one who's aware of the loop. You think Sean should be the one aware? I think I think both Corey and Sean okay. are aware that I they're, like it. They're then they're back to meet Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. Back but, their way through. But I'm going to throw this out there. I've already forgotten her name. Colt Chick. <laughs> Sherry. Sherry. There it is. Sherry. I remembered it right now. Uh, Sherry is Sean's partner on this project. Mm-hmm. So Sherry's there the whole time witnessing everything. Mm -hmm. Is she aware of the loop also? Well, let's say no, but actually yes. She realizes what's going on the second time through, but plays along like she doesn't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe even Corey catches her at one point and is wondering, like, why are you lying to us? Mm -hmm. Like, you know we're in a loop. Like, why aren't you saying anything? Yeah. Mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) Sherry, Sherry, Sherry. So Sherry kind of unfortunately takes Topanga's place 
Boo. As the concierge and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Love it. Print it. Yeah, it just seemed like fun, but I like that they're meeting Ezekiel there, too. Yeah, well, and it's a business-themed episode. They're starting a business, mm-hmm. or they're taking over a business. They're making business. up a business. So that gives Sean the idea, like, well, if Eric's smart enough to do it, then so am I. Do we have the Eric Feeney moments? It's tricky, because they're outside of the loop. It's true, and here's our problem. We have barely incorporated any Feeney. Mm-hmm. In this season. Um, now, in my mind, Feeney's always there doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's for the writing team we bring in to figure out how to plug in the holes. But he's not a major part of any plots. But that's mostly because he's not a major part of any of these plots that we've covered. Uh-huh. This is really the, the one. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need to have a reason for Feeney to be gone. So maybe Eric does meet him in Pittsburgh. Um, or Boston. Or Boston, that's right, that's right. Maybe Eric does meet him in Boston. I don't know. I don't know how to improve on that scene. It just goes so well. Mm-hmm. It can even just be that. It's weird because Feeney is both stuck in the loop but also outside of the loop because his coming mm-hmm. to the loop resets it. So is Feeney also aware of the loop in Boston? No, that wouldn't work because then he'd know what the boys are up to. Mm-hmm. Unless that's perfect. He does know what the boys are up to. He wants him to do a good job. Well, he knows what the boys are up to, but his flight, he can't change that Uh because he's a teacher. So when the boys think they've gotten away with it at the end, Feeney's like, actually, I was stuck in a loop in Boston and aware of it as well. Mm -hmm. And all those times getting rejected by his lady friend is kind of taking a toll on him. But Eric always lifts him up out of that toll. Love it. Print it. There we go. (laughs) Hire Ezekiel, B&B's B&B, episode six. Mm-hmm. And at the end, we meet Lonnie. Yep, that gets um, that one episode that we don't care about out of the way. Any sort of them. What's that episode? Well, Janitor Dad. Janitor Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Janitor Dad. Later, Janitor Dad. Um, okay, so now we're at episode seven. Um, okay, so I, I feel like we need to have an Eric episode. Is this it? It's either this one or eight. Let's do an Eric episode because we just did a very Sean and Corey based episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do it. Okay, we'll do we'll do the Eric episode this time, and then we'll do Chick Like Me next, or an Affair to Forget. Oh, and we need an Affair to Forget. In there. We'll figure it out. That's that's future Cameron and Chance's problem. <laughs> that's future Cameron. Like five minutes from now. Yep. Um. Yeah, we can just do. We'll be fine. Okay. So. Um, an Eric-focused episode. Mm-hmm. And moving on. <laughs> um. Noting this down. Uncle Daddy, let's think about the beats we need to hit. We needed Eric to be bad at his job. Um, so I think they just got this business off the ground. They mm-hmm. just got it off the ground. Eric is taking it for granted that he is the owner's son. Mm-hmm. Starts dating a girl with a kid and starts spending all their time with him. And keeps thinking, well, it's going to be fine. He understands. He's my dad. Not really thinking about what it means to be an employee. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's spending all the time with a kid and her son. And that loses him the job. He, they're like, if you're going to take this for granted, you can't work here anymore. Mm-hmm. You're out. And then I feel like the side, I forget her name. I know Ryan's the boy. I forget the mom's name. Yeah, I don't know. But I feel like that can kind of play out the same way of just like, it could even be like that improved moment where he's like trying to be there and then he's like, I don't have any money. Yeah, Um, I don't have any money. Um, Well, and it could just be the whole whole episode. Could be like, Eric loses that job, gets the job as the security guard, doesn't want to do poorly at it, so then starts spending no time with the girl and her kid and Mm -hmm. starts working all the time as a security guard. And uh, so she dumps him. So he's in a pretty bad place. And mm-hmm. he starts studying for the SATs um, while he's still a security guard. Because he's like, I got <laughs> I got to figure out this life thing. Uh-huh. And college seems like a good place to do it. Yeah, which is better than mm-hmm. any other college push that the show's ever made. Agreed. Uh, agreed. You know, in the background of this episode, B-plot. Mm-hmm. Corey's having his tonsils out. <laughs> So he's not around. I, I've got a reason for this. Corey's getting his tonsils out, so he's not around. And because he's not around, Sean is having trouble at home. Mm-hmm. Sean's having trouble at home. The parents aren't getting along. And he starts dating Sherry. No. Maybe Turner's, like, gone, too. Like, he tries to check in with Turner. 
And Turner's out of town or something. Yeah, yeah. So Sean spends a lot of this episode with Sherry, but at the end of it, they start dating. I have a reason for that in my head. Okay, I trust you. And the reason is, pick up episode eight. Uh-huh. And everyone is back to normal, and they're like, and Sean's parents leave. Like, they run out again. No. What do you mean back to normal, though? Well, like, Corey's back in the episode. Oh, Corey's back in. Eric yeah. has his head on straight. Yeah. So, like, kind of the reset that episodes do. Um, but Sean's parents leave, and he starts gravitating even more towards Sherry at the exclusion of Corey. Mm-hmm. So Corey's like, what the heck, man? Affair to forget. Affair to Sorry, forget. Sorry, Jennifer. Sorry, Jennifer. We're replacing you with Sherry. Um, you were fine. Yeah. They start hanging out at the center. Co- I, he spends much more time thinking it's a coffee shop mm-hmm. than he does a time cult. Then it, yes, um, he starts getting some inklings here and there that things are off, but he's having fun with her, um, and she's not actively trying to keep him from Corey. Mm-hmm. She's just making sure he's too busy to see Corey, and he's feeling a little hurt by Corey. Mm-hmm. To be honest, he just has Corey hasn't been there for him the way he sh- he should have been. Yeah, with all the stuff he's going through. Yeah, with all the stuff he's going through, and he doesn't want Corey to know that his parents are gone. He Who just would? doesn't. Who would? Um, so he's spending all this time with uh, Corey, and Corey is trying to see Sean, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, <coughs> at the end of said episode, not not the very end, like the the, the third act break. Mm-hmm. Corey and Sean in journalism cl- class. <laughs> Get paired up uh-huh. to do uh, to to write a story that means something. A story that means something. So they decide to write a piece on the trans experience in modern high school. Chick like me. Uh-huh. Except it's not called Chick like me because that's a problematic title. Yes, because <laughs> just like Black like me is. <laughs> yes, it's more and it's still infinitely problematic. But uh, they decide to be uh, trans women. And see how they are treated differently in society. Mm-hmm. And then they write a piece about it. And this rebonds them together over this shared experience. <laughs> Love it. Print it. In your <laughs> words. Um, um. I feel like that's a good mm-hmm. a good mix. Like, yeah, it's like the roller coaster. The ebb and the flow. Mm-hmm. Friends, not friends. Friends to enemies. Enemies to lovers. Lovers to friends and enemies. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Sherry can't keep them apart, and we see like her, she's machinating behind the behind the scenes to try mm-hmm. to like keep Sean too busy. But this is a school project; it's got to be done. So they get she together. Have that kind of pull. Yeah. They get back together. They reconcile. Boom. Mm, beautiful. 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 Beautiful girl. I love the world. Um. I feel like this is going very quickly. Uh huh. It really is. But also. It's been like an hour. <laughs> Some of it will be cut out. Um, okay, but here's Come on, my guys, baby. It's holiday. It's the it's the winter break. You can't expect much from us. It's true. Here is my baby of an episode. I'm really excited for this episode nine. I've been thinking about this and thinking about it and thinking about it. Wheels long walk to Pittsburgh. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. What? Um, cult, cult fiction is episode ten. Yes. Okay. Swap that around. Wheels and long walk to Pittsburgh. I need the time anomaly in this episode. That's true. So, cult fiction is going to end the time anomaly. Mm-hmm. So um, a big part of this episode is Alan becomes aware that he has lost a year of his son's life. Mm-hmm. He realizes, no, Corey was born in such and such year. But why is he now 16? That doesn't make any sense. Like, because it's, it's Corey's 16th birthday. It's coming. Um, and Corey is just so excited. Because he's going to get his driver's license, and the first thing he's going to do is make a trip to Pittsburgh to see Topanga. A long walk, but a short drive. Yes, a short drive. Um, oh, excuse me. Um, so they, uh, but Alan realizes, I've missed a year of my kid's life, and I don't know how. And, like, this is devastating. I feel like this is an emotional episode mm-hmm. for Alan. Like, his, his, his son has been in 10th grade, he's been in 11th grade, he's been in 10th. He's just like, how have I not noticed this? What's going on? And Corey's just excited to get his license, mm-hmm. and his father is just like trying to hold on, and he's confused. Tension. Corey goes off and gets his license without his dad's consent, or him even. Yeah, yeah, without Not doing the plan. Yeah, without doing the plan, um, making him feel like he missed out on another thing that leads to the fight. Um, and Corey then takes off to go to Pittsburgh. Same thing. He's a terrible driver. 
Mm-hmm. He should not be Is on the Sean highway. I think so. I think Sean's with him. Um, he, they're on the highway. Um, they get taken to a, a speed trap court. Um, and they meet a man who I believe should be omni-aware of the timeline shenanigans that's uh-huh. going on. And who is he played by? Judge Lamb. We have to cast Judge Lamb. So what kind of what kind of figure are we talking about here? I think the same kind of figure. So like really imposing? Intim- imposing, intimidating. Huh. What about, I'm totally blanking, Terry. Terry Crews? Yeah. He's just, <laughs> he's just muscular. <laughs> what about, I've been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Can never remember how to like, say his last name correctly, but Andre, is it Branagh? Who plays Captain Holt, the police chief? Oh yeah, yeah, the stern yeah. guy. He's, yeah, he's just like really serious, but it seems like intimidating. Love it. I'll write that down. Write that down. Oh, you're looking up how to spell the name. Brow, Brow, Brower. Yep. Um, I don't really know why he is aware of all of the timeline shenanigans uh-huh. that's going on, um, and I don't think we need to explain it. <laughs> I think he just knows. Um, they get they get Alan down there. Mm-hmm. He rescues him. Um, in this, though, he takes Sean and Sean and um, Corey back home because he's still a little miffed. Mm-hmm. He's still a little miffed, and I think the the judge helps him kind of come to terms. But hey, it's a time anomaly; it happens. Mm-hmm. Sucks. <laughs> Sucks. It sucks. Um, but so he takes him home. They get home. Topanga's there. She drove or she rode the bus back and ran away. Then we do the whole. Mm-hmm. She ran away thing. In comes Claire Danes. Yep, in comes Claire Danes. Which is strange, because why? Because <laughs> her parents are like, what are you talking about? Like, you've never met this boy. Well, right. Well, I think they've been dating all year, but everyone's just been assuming it's been a, like a really serious, long-distance mm-hmm. relationship. Sort of out of nowhere. Yeah, like, I don't even know where you guys met, but you're 16. Like, yes, you have. That dang TikTok, I tell ya. <laughs> <laughs> Dang TikTok. I guess you guys... And everyone's like, this is really concerning. And Corey and Topanga are just done with it. And are like, no. Like, we belong together. Amy's making fantastic points like she normally does. But because Alan... Has been kind of looped in Yeah, on it. is aware of the time loop shenanigans. Like, everyone's aware that there's a time anomaly going on, I think. Mm-hmm. Just no one is fully aware of how it's affecting people. But now that Alan is saying how tied it is to their family, because he lost a year, he's like, no. Like, there's something to what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we should listen. We should listen. There's more of a possibility <laughs> here. Get that Emmy juice flowing. <laughs> yeah, like, and they're just like, we have been together. Um, and I think Feeney is very involved in this whole talk. And it's like... There's some real sexual tension between him and Claire Danes. There's some real sexual tension between Claire Danes and Anderson Cooper. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> love it. Um, I have a feeling in our world, Feeney is omnisexual. <laughs> Boys love him. Girls love him. He loves everybody. <laughs> I don't think I was aware of that term. Uh, anyway... Um, but yeah, so there's there's some tension going on, and Feeney's like, I mean, their love is so pure and so good. How can it be? All right, easy there, Feeney. <laughs> yeah, and that's what Claire Danes does. You sick freak. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, and at the end, they're like, I, I mean, I guess if this is her life, like, let her stay. We'll, the school year's almost over. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to your parents and... yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out, um, but you need to stay put wherever you're at because you're sacrificing your education if you're not mm-hmm. doing this correctly. Yeah, you can't just jump around. Um, now, we need to decide, you and I, uh-huh. if we're taking future knowledge into account, do we want to hint at the fact that Topanga's father is having an affair and that's why they let her stay? Oh. Probably. Yeah, right? Because we're trying to make a cohesive narrative out of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's not just suddenly <laughs> yeah. at the end of season six. Like, oh, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're having marital problems. Maybe there's a scene with Topanga's parents or something. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cast them. I don't either. We will have to. It's funny, though, seasons. that the season six Topanga's mom that we see is the person who plays uh, Martha Kent. It's true. And Tom Welling's Smallville. It's true. It's kind of a fun little <laughs> whoopsie daisy that we did there. You know what? She could be Topanga's mom here too. 
can, can Dean Bollinger actually be a Neto tool? Sure. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> she is in this. She'd probably be in the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Eric's scene in the next, last episode can be with a Neto tool. Dean Bollinger. I'm writing these things down. I'm going to have something to tweet. <clears throat> um. <clears throat> But yeah, so they like they decide like okay fine, and then we as the audience, the characters aren't, but we as the audience are clued in like mm. like something sinister, not sinister, yeah, but like the, the wife shady. says something like, "Well, you got what you wanted." She doesn't. She's not going to be around to find out or something, something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know they. He says something like, hey, we're going to therapy. Everything's going to be okay. Or something like that. Because it's not going to... The breakup isn't going to happen for a while. Mm-hmm. So um, we're, we just get the midst that there's like something wrong there. But we don't know what it is. We don't. Um, <clears throat> and then that's that episode. Then we come to the the season finale. Uh-huh. And why don't you tell them what we talked about. Okay. So <clears throat> as we've talked about more extensively... Than any two people have ever talked about this particular concept. And I think it's good for here. We realize that Mr. Turner is Corey from an alternate timeline. Mm -hmm. And it makes complete sense within the show that we've created. And this wasn't intentional when we started talking about time travel and time loops and stuff. It's just... (coughs) Excuse me. It works. It Mm -hmm. just works. And so in this case, like, that's who Mr. Turner is. Mm -hmm. Is he is Corey... From an alternate timeline, and has been the whole time we've known him. Yes. Um, and so... Brought back by a version, if not our own, of, of Minkus, Minkus. Who has been... This has been the first season where he's been totally absent from us. But something in the last two seasons, or the movie in the one season, because mm-hmm. technically this is our third season. Something in that time has put Minkus in the timeline. hmm So. Yes, so... Kind of this episode as it sort of culminates and the, the time cult is trying to get Sean mm-hmm. sucked in. Mr. Turner takes it upon himself to save Sean yes. from the time cult. And in doing so, like ends the anomaly. Yes. In so, like in some way, maybe he was the cause of it. Well, yeah, that's what we had talked about. Because he's like, because he's time displaced. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, you know, timey-wimey <laughs> stuff is happening. So th- what we had talked about was that um, all Minkuses became time displaced. All Minkuses in all possible realities became time displaced. The Minkus of this world found out that it was going to end disastrously, went to get um, Corey to be Mr. Turner for Sean. Mm-hmm. Just like... Like we talked about. Just like we talked about. But that now Corey, both past and future, is the center of this time anomaly, which is why all this weird mm-hmm. stuff has been happening. And why, like, when it loops, Corey remembers. Yeah, why it loops. Why Corey was able to meet another version of himself from another timeline. It's because he's already done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were to collapse together. Um, and they've been thinking Sean was the center of it. Because the one of the biggest changes was with Sean's family. But it was actually Corey who's, who's at the center of it. And but not even Corey. Mr. Turner. Yes. Corey. Mr. Turner. But like like the the existence of multiple Corys is mm-hmm. at the center of it. So yeah, which would cause a problem. Yeah. Which is why time travel doesn't work. It's true. Um so this has been causing all the time anomalies. But we this is where we learn that the cult has been trying to gain access to this time anomaly be, so that they can control time because Mr. Matt is actually an evil future version of Minkus. Oh, no. I didn't realize that. Yes, we talked about that. I don't think you said that. <laughs> we talked. But I love it. Mr. Mac is a future version of Minkus who is trying to gain the power of the time anomalies mm-hmm. so that he can be the master of all time. Well, who wouldn't want to be that? <laughs> yes. So, like, in this episode, time is breaking down, Sean is getting into the cult, and it ends with Mr. Turner sacrificing himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think ceasing to exist altogether mm-hmm. to stop the time anomalies and stop Mr. Mac Minkus. Mr. Minkus. Mr. Minkus. <laughs> from gaining power over the time anomalies through Corey and Sean. Mm-hmm. Because he thought, I need to loop Sean into this. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, I can take yes. the power that's connected to him. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't realize the power's not connected to Sean. Yeah, it's he doesn't need to nort Sean. He, he needs to nort Corey. Well, he needs to nort Turner Corey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good luck with that. So this episode is a whole lot of... <laughs> 
shenanigans um, of trying to figure out what Mr. Uh, Mr. Minkus, as we are calling him, is up to. Mm-hmm. Um, as he tries to gain power over Sean and then realizes that gaining power over Sean has gained him nothing. And then he starts using Sean to try to get at the two Corys. And all the while, Turner and Eli and Corey and Topanga are trying to figure out what's going on. I love it. And does Turner reveal to Corey that he is Corey? I think there is a moment that calls back to 16 Candles and 400 Pound Men where Turner and Corey are like... Uh, facing each other or yeah, whatever. They're like in this void. And Corey's like, is it all going to turn out okay? And he's like, you've got Sean. I didn't. Hopefully it turns out better for you or something. And, like, <laughs> he, and he's like, why is Sean so important? He's like, friends are always important. And then he yeah. like fades away into nothing. That's a big secret. Yeah. You gotta have friends. Oh, it's beautiful. And then he, like, fades away into the ether. Uh-huh. Is there, like, a literal anomaly, like, that he throws himself on? Something like that. Maybe, maybe, maybe he, like, sacrifices himself to the anomaly. Maybe, like, he collapses his essence into Cory. But Cory doesn't, like, he just ceases to exist. Mm-hmm. And, like, gives up life so that Cory can be the only Cory in this timeline. Mm-hmm. Which causes time to correct itself. Mm-hmm. But but would then so does everything go back to like normal or does it kind of continue like this is the new status quo? I think it like starts. Penga's parents are in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think she's here. I think the damage from the time anomaly has to stay. Yeah, because I mean, it, it happened. Yeah, this isn't like a hand waving and it was all just a dream. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up headed to the first day of junior year. Yeah, see. I actually think we make Mr. Mink as kind of a tragic character, where he has been in the timeline for so very long. Yeah, because he should be about the same age as Turner. Right. But he's much older. Yes. But he's also Paul Rudd, so he doesn't look it. <laughs> it's true. But we have this this Minkus, and this Minkus has lived for thousands of years, but he's always lived at the whims of time. When he was traveling throughout time, this one finally saw an anomaly and a chance mm-hmm. to be the master of time, instead of time being the master of him. Mm-hmm. So is it sort of like a... Is it Billy Pilgrim in Slaughterhouse-Five? It's been so Who's long. like, he's unstuck in time. And so it's just like, he could like, be here now and then turn the corner and he's back in World War Two, And then turn the corner and he's yeah, remembering like when that. he dies. I think he But has... he's, it's different. Because it's not just his one life that he's just hopping between. It's like all of time. It's like all It's of like time. I could be going to get an ice cream cone and... There's a dinosaur there. Yeah, and this is a this is a <clears throat> jaded Minkus, mm-hmm. whereas the Minkus that is watching over our timeline is a altruistic Minkus Prime. Yes, an altruistic Minkus, um, or maybe Paul Rudd is Minkus Prime, thinking of Superboy Prime. Yes, kind of like that. Yeah. So Superboy Prime is the worst. If you don't know, he's pretty bad. He's just a jerk. He's pretty bad. But yes, and I think. By choosing not to exist, the time anomaly ends. And maybe that even locks Mr. Minkus out of our timelines. Maybe they find a way to, like, lock him out. Maybe with the help of Minkus. Maybe mm-hmm. Minkus comes and they're like, what are you doing here, Minkus? And he's, he's like, you forgot all about me even existing, didn't you? And they're like, yeah, we did. He's like, yeah, what else is new? <laughs> he's like, yeah, what else is new? And he's like, I'm going to make sure this version of me can't hurt you anymore or something. And, like, with the help, they lock Mr. Minkus out of their timeline. And now... Only our Minkus knows how to get back to this timeline. Mm. Mm. So we can bring him back later if we want. I love it. And we can bring back Mr. Minkus later. As a as a later villain if it's we fantastic. choose. Just the best. Um, so I think when the cult is lost, Sherry is devastated. Mm-hmm. Um, so she and Sean break up. As they should. As they should. <clears throat> I think Sean um, is back living with his dad like everything was before. Even though his parents have left. And he remembers everything that's happened. The one thing he doesn't remember is Turner. And they have some talk about like, man, I feel like I should be really sad about something. And Corey's like, yeah, it feels like we've lost something, doesn't it? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's really sad. So, and he's like, how'd your dad get back? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, where's your mom? Well, I guess she's still, she took off or never came back. I'm not sure. Who can say? I'm like, well, hopefully life's more normal from here on out. And scene. Walking off into the sunset. <coughs> credits roll. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Oh. I'm proud of this. <laughs> I, I'm I, proud of you. It's mostly you. You did most of the the first three of this one. 
They were the easy ones. <laughs> I had been thinking about Wheels, Long Walk to Pittsburgh, Cult Fiction for like two weeks now. As you should. <laughs> or maybe not. You probably should do other things. My mind is a crazy place. There's time. There's time. There's time. It's about time. It's about time. <clears throat> oh, now we, we have to figure out, now that we've done time, how are we going off the rails next season? Uh-huh. Are we back just regular rails again? No, that's no fun. See, but, but, but season can... five has a literal time travel episode. It's true, which is something I've Also considered. literal witches. <clears throat> well, that's what I'm thinking. Like... This is where we go fantasy. Do we go fantasy? Yeah. We I don't know. Dear listener, let us know. We can make the whole season a murder mystery. Who knows? Just like just like Riverdale. <laughs> but never watched it. Never really intend to. From this point, the rails are off. Mm-hmm. They're gone. They're gone. We blew them up. We threw them in the anomaly with Mr. Turner. We have we have created a whole time travel epic that I kind of wish was real. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. If, uh, if you want to get at us, CW... CW, ABC, yeah. let, let us know. We're this ready. This would sell. Just saying. Print it. <laughs> Just print it. A, a time-hopping adventure. Mm. Oh, I love it. Me too. Just love it. Okay. When this boy meets world. Yeah. Boy meets. So long, world. I want a Remy Zero version. Because <laughs> it's boy meets world. Boy meets world. Coming down this road where we collide. What we're doing. <laughs> um, if anyone wants to make a early 2000s, late 90s scream rock version of Boy Meets World, of we, the wouldn't, Boy Meets we wouldn't World hate thing. it. We wouldn't hate it. We love our version. Mm-hmm. But just be nice to know that it exists in the world. It's true. All right. Well, we did it. We did it. We did the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It only took us two tries. <laughs> it only took us two tries. Um, Let's see. I actually want to check real quick. Uh, oh, and in the wrap-up of everything, just so we get this. Eric gets into college. Eric gets into college <laughs> by talking to Annette O'Toole. To Annette O'Toole. That's just at the very end of Cult Fiction. Yeah, that's at the very end of that episode. Okay, we did Learning to Fly. So we've done Learning to Fly. We've done Cult Fiction. We did Security Guy. We did Quiz Show. We did Uncle Daddy. We did Long Walk to Pittsburgh, both one and two, the way mm-hmm. they should have been done mm-hmm. at the beginning and end of the season. They had meaning and importance. Mm-hmm. We did Chick Like Me. We did Wheels. We did B&B's B&B. We did An Affair to Forget. We did Easy Street. We did Turkey Day. We very much did 16 Candles of 400 mm-hmm. Pound Men. We did it justice. We did. we did. We did Dangerous Secret. We might have done Singled Out. I already have forgotten what happened. That's the tonsils. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so we both had Corey getting his tonsils taken out. And John O'Hurley <laughs> yes. in the background of okay. a moment. We did Janitor Dad. We did Shallow Boy. We did Fishing for Verna. We did I Ain't Gonna Spray Let Us No More, sort of. We did Hair Today, Goon Tomorrow. And we did You Can Go Home Again. We did it. And we did it better? <laughs> Question mark? You could say better. It's okay. We'll take I'm it. I'm proud of what we've done. It's true. Our hour-long Netflix-style uh, Boy Meets World season. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, real quick, I know we have some Twitchers. Ooh. Some tweeters. Um, I think we have some worth reading. I'll have to check. The tattoo one. Oh, that's right. That's right. We even said we would respond to that one. Okay, so let me find these. Um, at Agent Silva uh, did say that we picked the wrong wrestler, which so did Alden. We so, understand. We own it. Yeah, we But we also, it. in our defense... Admitted at the very beginning, we had no idea. Like, I literally just Googled <laughs> wrestler heels. Yep. And we just picked one. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, and then at, and I don't know how to say. Den Brew Roo 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 Roo. Den Brew. I don't know how many there are. I didn't look that close. Den Brew Roo uh, on Twitter asked us a very good question, I think. A uh, question for you guys. Um, would you guys get Boy Meets World tattoos? Either a quote or a picture or a character. Also, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you as well, all mm-hmm. of you out there. Everyone. We are recording this on the 27th. Mm-hmm. It'll come out not even a full week into the new year, Yeah, but so, like the 5th or something like that. Um, as we enter into our third calendar year of podcasting, mm-hmm. craziness, um, not 100% of a fair statement, but still fair. That it's crazy? No, that it's our third I mean, 2020, 2021, and into 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, as we do that, thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm. This is, we've had a pair of our biggest months ever. Uh, I'm actually going to check. Cause we yeah, are, this is currently like number three. 
Yeah, our months and last month was like far and away the biggest. Like, like so much the biggest. I mean, we're still not talking, you know, like tons and tons. But for us, it's bigger than we ever thought it would be mm-hmm. in like a month. No, I think it's bigger than I ever thought it would be, like ever. Well, I mean, in one month, it was bigger than we ever thought it would be yes. when we first started. Actually, um, if I'm correct in my assumptions, this will be our second biggest month ever. All right. Um, not as big as last month. And that's with uh, missing an episode. It's true. In yeah. between this one and the last one. No, I'm pretty sure right now this is already because if you see here. 831? Oh, not quite. Okay, yeah. So right Number's now... a little bit bigger, but... Right now, it's sitting at three. Which is pretty cool. Which is... Yeah, which is really cool. So, thank you all. Um, would we get Boy Meets World tattoos? I mean, maybe. I would consider it. I mean, I've toyed with the idea of, like, a sleeve, which is a bunch of things that I enjoy on it. Cameron, and I, could, I want you to get a tattoo sleeve And I could so easily bad. just incorporate, like, the logo or something in there, right? Yeah. Which logo, though? The cool kid leaning on the world? I kind of like that one. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking, too. I feel like that would be cool. Um, I really don't enjoy meaningful tattoos. I think tattoos should just be fun. And I know it's like, this is a thing. You're inking on your body forever. Um, yeah, so why not have some fun with it? Yeah, so why not have some fun with it? Something you're going to enjoy. Something that's going to make you smile. <clears throat> but I feel like the centerpiece of what I would want is Squirtle oh. with a buster sword on his back. I feel like that would just be really cool and Would fun. he also have cloud hair? No. He uh, might have the sunglasses. Cloud has sunglasses? No. Oh, the, the squirrel sunglasses. sunglasses. The cool ones. Yeah. The, Not the round ones. The, the round ones are cool, too. They're cool, too. But I mean, like, this, you know, this the motion. that come to a point. That the audience also can't see. The Squirtle Squad glasses. Mm-hmm. For the main Squirtle. Okay. With a buster sword. That'd be cool. Um, the tattoo I've been toying with getting most recently is a fantasy-style shield um, with the birthstones of both me, my girlfriend, and her son mm-hmm. on it. Um, Majestic. Yeah, the the design idea I actually have for it is pretty cool. Um, that's one I've been toying with. Uh, would I get a Boy Meets World one? Yes. But I would need to think of some fun way... To incorporate it? To Yeah, to do it. I, I, I don't think I would do just a picture of a character or even... What a about a circle, a heart on your face of lipstick? <laughs> yep. A, a, with a... A heart on your like face a cross running through it. 100% yes. That'd be, a good, that'd be a good one. Actually, yeah, something like, I don't know, uh, space. Get big gaping place <laughs> with that symbol mm-hmm. <laughs> on it would be kind of fun. Yeah. Everyone would be like, what's that? It's like, like don't you know? Mind your business. <laughs> don't you know? That'd be fun. Um, yeah, maybe some surrealist thing where you can incorporate maybe a more literal meaning of Boy Meets World. I don't know. I am not sure. Something. I would definitely I do get it. one. What would, you you would just get the logo with the boy leaning on the world? I don't know. I feel like that'd be easy to incorporate in my imaginary tattoo sleeve of all sorts of stuff. I want you to get a tattoo sleeve so bad. Maybe someday. My brother-in-law really wants me to because he has one. But it's just chock full of meaning and symbolism. And I don't really want that. Yeah. No, yeah. I want... I honestly do. I've always wanted this. Somewhere on my body. <laughs> Somewhere on my body. A, a line... That can go on for almost ever of all of my favorite Pokemon from mm-hmm. each generation. So like Arcanine, Crobat, Sableye, probably Luxray. I'd have to really think about Gen 4, but probably Luxray. Um, <coughs> Galvantula, Trevenant, mm-hmm. uh, Minior, and Phalanx. Wow. Would be the would be uh-huh. the current. Would be the, the chain. Amazing. Um, I think Toxtricity was my favorite. Yeah, Toxtricity is cool, but I love Phalanx. Hi Amp. I like both. They're both cool. I just like the purple and yellow. Yeah, but you're a bassist. So? Okay, fine. Um, that would be the current sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always wanted that. Um, there's also been this one tattoo artist's design of, like, Pokemon popping out of a, a Game Boy. Mm-hmm. I would want that with Sableye, because Sableye is my favorite Pokemon of all time. Um, but I would want his him to be popping out of a Game Boy Advanced, since that's a little bit more accurate. Of what mm-hmm. he would have been popping out of in a regular Game Boy. And the Game Boy Advance was the perfection of the Game Boy. Yeah, the Game Boy Advance was very good. Um, and I would want it to be the, the long Game Boy mm-hmm. Advance, not the SP. Yeah, the SP is fine, but the... It's just, just an iconic ergonomically look. Ergonomically speaking. Mm-hmm. It's an iconic look. It really is. So, yeah, that's those are some tattoo ideas mm-hmm. I've toyed with. Is that the only messages? I, I forgot we were doing messages. thought we were just talking about tattoos. Tell us what else is in your sleeve while I look. Um, I'm not really sure. 
It'd probably incorporate Zelda in there somewhere. Ooh, probably point. some other Final Fantasy stuff. I want everything in your sleeve to be a mashup, though. Oh, well, that just seems complicated. <laughs> just because um, you have... You, you, Squirtle with a Buster Sword is the centerpiece, so like... Mm-hmm. Maybe a Jin from Golden Sun. Ooh. Just because that's a really fun game. Um, Nothing Harry Potter. It doesn't deserve my arm. It doesn't deserve my um, arm. I'm really not sure. I haven't really thought too much about it. I wish I really liked Gundam a whole lot more so I could have a Gundam on my arm. But you could like Gundam so much more. I know. I need to. Let me it just. Let I me put the Burning you. Gundam on there. Burning The Burning Gundam is about to get a sick new kit. I mean a I'm gonna have very to get sick new kit. It is going to be... I mean, I, I guess it could come out and be crap, but probably not. It looks sick, though, I'm sure. Well, it looks sick, and it's in an incredible line. Maybe Teemo? Oh, Teemo? Yeah, that's a good choice. You put Teemo on there. What if... Okay, I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, yeah, yeah. You're listening to this, everybody. Um, okay, okay, picture this. Picture this. Where is he? No, I don't want a video. I want an image. Okay. Oh, yes, Gallantmon. Gallantmon. However. On my arm? Yeah, your arm. However, green instead of red. Mm-hmm. Hylian shield. Oh, dang. Instead of shield. Uh, still kind of this lance design, mm-hmm. but more looking like With the, the master purple sword. instead of red. Mm-hmm. So it's like a master sword. Ooh, a Gallantmon link, link mashup. Amazing. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> and Gallantmon is just sick. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like a good entry point for Gundam model kits for you might be the Digimon ones. Digimon is pretty sick. And the model kits are apparently pretty easy to build, and you get a really sick product when you finish them. My question is just where do I put them when I'm done? In your classroom. You've, you've seen my house. Oh, yeah, it's in my classroom. It'd probably be a big hit there. Yeah. I do have an All Might Funko Pop. That's just a, everybody loves. Just have a high shelf of your model kits. I'm pretty sure Gallantmon just got a model kit, actually. Let me check. I have to look into this. I, I am correct in you loving Gallantmon, right? Who doesn't? Okay. Did we have any other messages, though? No, I don't think so. Okay. Have we gotten any more reviews or anything? No. Okay, we'll stop subjecting our... Yeah, to all of our incessant nonsense. Um, but we do want to thank Dizzy Parker for the use of our theme song. You can find the link to the video that the song comes from in the episode's description. And from there, find all of his other wonderful work. Um, you can send us messages on Twitter at BGWorldFever on Twitter... Or on Instagram. Um, or send us emails, bgworldfever at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. With any comments on the show, we do ask that you um, leave us a review if you've enjoyed what you've heard. So that, you know, it just helps increase the visibility on the old podcast uh, app. So you could really help us out if you just left a, a nice review for us. We'd really appreciate it. Um, but I do believe that's all I've got. Uh, I'm... So glad that the person who's losing their voice said all that. Mm-hmm. It was very helpful for it was me a miracle. to not lose my voice. It was a miracle. Uh, yes, but that is all I've got. It's like Hanukkah. It was only supposed to last for one sentence, but it lasted for eight. The Maccabean Revolt? No, the, my voice. Like the oil <laughs> in the temple. Anyway, oh, this is God. really all I've got. I've just offended, you know, a lot of people probably by saying that. Um, but uh, from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever, so long world. So long world. <laughs>